Hi, good morning and welcome to the Daisy Take. I'm your host, Daisy Elizabeth, and I want to thank you for joining me. If you're new here, hi and welcome. And I hope that you hit that subscribe button or that little check mark and you never miss an episode. And if you've been listening, thank you so much and I appreciate you for just sticking with me and um, listening to me, having some faith in me. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you all so much. So my voice is a little raspy this morning. I do have a sinus infection and um, I guess a flu. I'm not feeling well at all. But I decided to go ahead and do my podcast anyway because I know that every Friday and every Monday you guys want to listen to my podcast. So even though I'm not feeling well, I decided to go ahead. So if my voice is a little bit raspy, please bear with me. (laughs) I don't always sound like this. Um, so today we're going to discuss the case of Victoria Barrios. And I hope I'm saying that correctly. Information for today's podcast comes from SpectrumNews1.com, ABC7.com, JusticeForVictoriaBarrios.com, YouTube.com, and OC Register. Disclaimer, this episode may be difficult to listen to. If you are sensitive to anything in this podcast, listener discretion is advised. So I got on, I, I get on this website and it's called LA Homicide. And it's the faces of the people and their backstories of the people that were murdered in Los Angeles County. And also in, um, um, you know, just around the California area. <clears throat> And I came across the story of this young woman, 18 years old, who'd been shot. And I couldn't believe the amount of people that are shot on a daily basis in California. Just walking home from the grocery store, walking on the sidewalk, just, you know, there was even a few cases where somebody walked up to somebody and said, hey, where are you from? And if you answer them, they shoot you and kill you. And ever since I've been doing this podcast and um, looking at things like this, I'm very leery of my surroundings. I watch them all the time. It, it kind of makes you a little paranoid. <clears throat> but I don't want to be paranoid because I don't want to live my life that way. I mean, I, I believe that we all have a preset time and day that we are going to pass. And even if you're on this earth for a short while, like Victoria, there is, um, there is like a, um, you know, there was a plan for that. The Lord had a plan for that. And I'm not going to talk religion or anything like that. I believe in what I believe in. And I'm sure all of you do too. So 
I never want to get into like a religious study kind of thing. So, but if you ever get on that website, go check it out. And then there's one for New Mexico too. It's a little different, but you know, I think that there needs to be faces, the victims, you know, we need to see their faces and we need to hear their stories. Um, so let's get into this one. I think I've rambled long enough, you know. So a question that Eva Barrios has every day, she asks herself, who killed my daughter? Her 18-year-old daughter, Victoria Barrios, was shot and killed on East Pine Street in Santa Ana. Just after midnight on August 30th, 2019. And this is what her mother, Eva, had to say. You kind of wake up every day hoping it's not real and hoping she just walks through the door and flashes her beautiful smile. That's heartbreaking. Um, to lose a child, I don't know what that's like. But it's, it's very... That statement is very, very heartbreaking to me. Sorry, I took a drink of coffee and I am on antibiotics right now. In case anybody wants to know. But I just kind of feel so horrible. Anyway, it was August 2019. And it was weeks before Victoria Barrios. Before she was killed, Victoria Barrios was kind of in a fight with her mom. I wouldn't say a fight, but maybe an argument. Um, when you turn 18, you think you know everything and you think you know what the world has planned for you and what you're going to do. So she was kind of in the middle of a rebellious streak. Um, she was questioning authority, arguing about friends and her choices. Um, so she was going against the rules you know, and that's the kind of stuff that happens when teenagers become adults. They're on the verge of still being a kid, but they are being an adult. So Eva Barrio said she was physically the smallest, but she always felt she needed to protect the bigger sister and her little sister's cousins because they're all tall, taller than her. She also looked good. She was opinionated too, argumentative and stubborn and also kind-hearted and willing to be able to find the good in people. I was proud of her for that because she saw more of what was on the outside, more than what was on the outside. So when I was reading this article about this little girl and she wasn't a little girl, she was a young woman um, it kind of struck me like that. Like she looked more into the person's inside than she did the outside of a person, which I think is wonderful. If you can look into, you know, if you can look and see what that person is really about their inner being, their inside, then that's where the beauty comes from. It doesn't come from the outside. So Victoria wanted to go to junior college and make a career for herself. And she had an interest in becoming a dispatcher. 
And she was inspired, her mother said, by The Call, a 2013 thriller starring Halle Berry. Sorry. And uh, in this movie, I don't know if you all have ever seen it. I've seen the previews, but I've never seen the movie. Um, She was a 911 operator. Her great strength, her mother said, was connecting and relating to people, guiding them. So she probably would have been good at being a dispatcher. Um, I guess she had her struggles too. She had her struggles with depression and mental health and, you know, issues that were treated with medication. But the weeks leading up to the fight, Victoria stopped taking her meds. Her behavior had come, become erratic. And, um, when she was pulled overnight in front of her family home where they lived in Santa Ana, even Victoria fought that night and Victoria left. So I guess she quit taking her meds and, um, you know, she was just doing what she wanted to. She's 18. So I guess in some eyes she's adult. I, and I'm just going to say this. Um, so please don't come at me. Don't get all, you know, mad about it. But I think that sometimes when you're, when you turn 18, you're not an adult yet. You're on the verge of becoming one for the simple fact that you're still growing. Your mind is still growing. Your brain is still growing. You're still soaking up a lot of information. And I think that when you're 18, you still need guidance. So she thought her daughter had left to stay with a friend, but days passed. Then about a week after Victoria left home, she got a call from her daughter's friend. Victoria had been shot and an ambulance was there. So I guess her mom was in shock and immediately left her parents' house where she was living at the time, but she wasn't panicking. I'm not sure why, but I wasn't as concerned because immediately I thought if something really bad happened to her as a mom, I would have felt it. Now that's what she said about her daughter, which is true, but it's not always true. You can have that really close connection with your child, but then if something goes wrong, you just don't feel it. So I guess she thought it would have been a superficial wound on Victoria and that she would get her daughter from the hospital and Victoria would realize that her behavior and her attitude is what could have led to this dangerous situation. That they would learn and talk with each other and they would move forward as a family and they would come together. Like she had all these things going on in her mind about what was going on with Victoria. You know, if you get a call that your child is shot or your child is in the emergency room or your child has been injured, you do tend to panic. But I guess she, she had all these things going on in her head that maybe it wasn't like that. 
So when she got to the intersection where Victoria was shot, she ran into an officer who pulled Victoria over in front of their house just the days, just days earlier. He remembered me. He was taken aback by it. This is what she says, her mom, but just had me wait in the corner and I'm thinking, okay, what hospital is she in? I don't need to be here. The police refused to answer questions, but just kept question asking questions about Victoria, what her hair looked like if she had any tattoos or identifying marks. And according to Santa Ana police, Victoria was walking with two friends near Oak street and pine street when an SUV, either a red or a maroon with at least three people inside pulled up to them. The rear passenger door opened and the passenger pulled a handgun and started shooting. Victoria was hit along with her friends. The friend was taken to the hospital and eventually recovered. After what felt like an, a long, long period of time and waiting for answers, she was told that Victoria had died at the scene. I mean, she couldn't believe it. She was floored. Police offered to connect her with victims advocates and she refused. All she wanted to do was see her daughter at the hospital. She was rushed to the privacy screen that police had erected. So I guess they had pulled up a privacy screen and they let her mom. He told me that he couldn't let me in to see her that way. It wasn't something that I wanted to see. I kept pleading with him. He said, I can't let you do that. You don't want to remember her this way. So the police believe that the, the killing of Victoria was gang related, but that she was not the intended target. I'm not told, I'm told that who, that those response, uh, sorry, I'm told that those responsible were not out to kill Victoria, but she was an unintended victim. That's what her mother said. They were out to kill someone, you know, they were out to take a life. That's what her mother said. And I really believe that's true because after getting on that website and seeing all the victims that are shot, most of them are gang related, but not, but the people that are killed are not the intended target. It's almost like that's their initiation. And I, I don't know. I don't understand it. <clears throat> so there was surveillance uh, video at the scene and it caught the moment that police believe Victoria was killed. And you can see the video and you can see the car driving by the SUV and you can see two people on the right hand side of the sidewalk, but they're kind of like shaded out and you can see a person like holding a gun out the window shooting. Um, it's all kind of grainy, but if you get a chance, go look it up and go look up her story and you'll see, look it up on YouTube. It's there. So days stretched into weeks and then into months before Barrios had any idea. And that's her mom. 
you know, she remembered seeing billboards of missing person cases and asked for information. So that's what she thought she needed to do. Um, the first billboards went up in early 2020. The design was simple. A photo of Victoria in her high school graduation gown was to the left. And on top was a simple question. Who killed my daughter? We want people's attention. We want people to go and see and go see what this is all about. And her mom said the family has spent about 10000 to 15000 of their own money while other businesses with the, you know, have helped. Um, the family was given suggestions as to where to place the billboards, including one along 22 freeway. So the billboards are there. The billboards also include a call to action asking anyone who might have any information to contact the Santa Ana police along with contact information for OC crime stoppers. And there's a nonprofit crime tip line. This girl probably wasn't where she should have been that night. And she was probably hanging out with friends and walking. Um, And I think that she was an unintended target and she was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, her mom said she felt like she could conquer the world and that she was invincible. Um, but behind the toughness, she was really caring, kind and a young lady. The outpouring of love and support and comments from people who I know her are her friends just means so much to me. So I guess they're continuing their campaign. They want to make sure that people know the choices Victoria made in the last weeks of her life. Don't define her that she was a handful that she made more than a handful of rash decisions. I truly genuinely am asking for the public's help in finding those responsible for my daughter's murder. And I mean, in all reality, she may never get that, but she might because somebody might see a billboard and say, you know, Hey, I know the guy that did that and turn him in. So, um, if you have any information, if anybody listening out there has any information, please call the Santa Ana police department at 714-245-8390. Or submit a tip to OC Crime Stoppers. Or you can reach out to the family directly at justiceforvictoriabarrios.com. Well, that's it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me. If you have any information on Victoria, please call. Please let someone know. Call the SAPD dial 911 call crime stoppers or go to the website justiceforvictoriabarrios.com i hope that y'all have a wonderful weekend 
And I will see you here on Monday for Murdered and Missing Monday. And I will see you next Friday for another episode of The Daisy Take. Remember to be kind to one another. Love you. Bye.